episode 38 of the Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your apartment lifestyle. Today we have quite an interesting interview coming up with a, um, an expert for home entertainment solutions. So um, my co-host Sally Hart is going to talk to him about how to optimize all your internet connections, your TV, your audio um, systems, and um, yeah, how to um, tackle all the challenges you might face when moving to a smaller apartment or a smaller space, and you have to set up everything from scratch again. But before we go um, to the interview, I would just like to share quickly um, some new uh, research results um, that are quite interesting. Um, a, a few weeks ago, um, Urban Task Force Australia has um, commissioned a poll, which was conducted by Research Now, of over 1,000 people in Sydney who, um, who own, rent, invest in or intend to move to an apartment. And the, the results are quite impressive. Um, a massive 56% of Sydney ciders fit these apartment categories. And 35% are all already living in apartments. So 35% of Sydney households um, are either renting or owning apartments. So um, that's definitely showing that apartment living is on the rise and still um, becoming more and more popular. And the major, the key drivers for people to choose to um, live in a low-maintenance apartments are location, affordability and public transport. I have written a blog post about this um, research results and if you want to know more please go to my uh, website uh, www.bdcolordesign.net.au on my blog and you will find a post about um, the research results. But now let's um, go straight into um, our interview today. So Sally Hart is talking to Frank DiBartolo from Pacific Hi-Fi and you will hear about how to optimize your home entertainment solutions. So enjoy. Hello everybody, it's Sally um, doing a podcast on Downsized with Style and today we have a fantastic expert guest by the name of Frank DiBartolo. Frank is from Pacific Hi-Fi, and um, their website is www.pacifichifi.com.au. And we are going to cover um, today how to simplify your home entertainment solution. So welcome, Frank. Thank you. Um, I've known Frank for a little while, and I know that he's quite um, the expert at solving people's um, entertainment solutions. We sometimes sort of um, work together on jobs. And um, Frank and I have been talking about a few problems um, to do with people that are downsizing. Um, so we're going to cover off on a couple of questions. I'm just going to ask Frank a few questions and he's going to give us some brilliant ideas as to how to deal with it. So we're going to start with one of the common issues people have is they can't find, they can't get their internet working, say, for example, in their kitchen or by the pool or out on the deck. How would we deal with that, Frank? 
Well, in the um, in most people's um, installations, they would have the uh, modem maybe in the study or in a bedroom, tucked away somewhere. Um, you know, these things are normally hidden away, so we don't need to see the clutter of all those wires. Um, everyone hates wires. Yes, we do. Yeah, and um, and nine times out of ten, what we find when we go into clients' houses or their apartments is that the their Wi-Fi is we call it flaky. Um, yeah. It just works in some places and doesn't work in other places. And, you know, Wi-Fi is one of these mysterious, invisible things that you can't see. Um, so we have tools that uh, we can come into your home and, uh, and, and others can do this as well, um, that you can download little apps or, or um, use um, uh, Wi-Fi sniffer, sniffer products that tell us that, these, that you've got a problem in those areas. And then we uh, work, around, uh, work around addressing those problems. I love the so, idea of a little sniffer dog for Wi-Fi. Yeah, simple, very, very, very simple little tool that you can uh, that you can download onto an iPhone or an Android phone. And of course, we have more elaborate equipment as well, but the simple stuff seems to work. Mm-hmm. So, in you know, in particularly in the kitchen area, uh, it might be as simple as plugging something into a PowerPoint uh, in the study and and another one in your kitchen, and uh, and voila, you could have your uh, Wi-Fi up and running in that room. Um, but it may also be a little bit more complicated than that. So um, each installation will, will vary. Um, those little uh, plug-and-play devices, they're a couple hundred dollars or less. You know, So it's not that expensive to do. Yep. The hard thing is to find someone to come and do it for you. Yeah. You know. So somebody can't get the little sniffer thing themselves and um, solve that problem. Oh, you, you could. Yeah. Uh, you could, but most of us don't have a six-year-old running around that will do it all for you. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> so sometimes it's better to call somebody in and, um, and have them help you with it. Um, it's, uh, you know, generally speaking, when we've been out to people's homes, there's, there's a whole lot of other issues they want to address as well. Yeah. But uh, that particular problem is relatively easy to address if you've got the right little tools. So, um, you know, I can give you a list at the end of the podcast of a couple of um, um, apps that you could download and, and have a go at it yourself, or you could just um, uh, ring and speak to, um, you know, somebody like ourselves or other, other organisations. There, there are plenty out there that will help you out with this okay. problem. Hmm. Okay. So it's pretty common to have right. a bit of a flaky spot somewhere in your house. And Very is it common. typically it's typically the kitchen? Is it? Well, or? the kitchen today, you know, in, in, in if you go back twenty years ago, we, uh, we you know the kitchen was the place where you went to eat. Mm. Um, but today, in a modern home, quite invariably the kitchen's tied to the family room mm. and to the patio, and uh, and it's a place where everyone congregates. Yeah, the formal lounge is um, almost a thing of the past. Yeah, as yeah. such, it's never visited. Yeah, well, that's right. Mm. Okay. So um, another one is um, that they've got the music in the living room, but mm-hmm. they want it elsewhere in the home. Yeah, that's that's pretty common. Um, and, you know, I remember I've been working with audio equipment for more than forty years now, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and in the, you look very young, Frank. For oh, someone who's thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, no, but the, the um, in the old days we had a record player, we had yep. a, an amplifier, a radio, um, a pair of big box timber speakers, um, a cabinet with a glass door on the front of it, yep. and it's stuck in a corner somewhere. Or you know we might have got a you know we might have um, been lucky and had a chisel or a Parker piece of furniture which um, sort of was our pride and, and you know cherished our pride um, 
uh, piece that was in our lounge room because it cost more than the family car did back in those days. Yeah. Um, and all the equipment's housed there. And that was great when we used to go and sit down and listen to audio um, deliberately. We had, we actually sat down and, and concentrated on what we listened to. Yeah. Usually you're on your own. No one else was there to help. <laughs> yeah. No one else enjoyed the experience. But today, you know, with modern living, we tend to, again, congregate back into that fa- into the kitchen or the, the family room or out in the back patio and... Uh, and we want the music out there. Mm. You know, why should it? Uh, why shouldn't it be where we are? Yeah. And uh, there are some, you know, lots of products in the marketplace that you can actually add in really simply to uh, to to get that uh, to make that happen. Um, you know, if you're thinking about brand names, you know, things like uh, you might have heard of Sonos as a as a mm-hmm. brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of many brands. It's it's almost a generic term now, Sonos. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you know, with with that sort of product, you can actually have music in your kitchen coming out of a speaker about the size of your old mantle radio or, or half the size of the old mantle radio that so, we used to have. So when you do that, you've then got to take the cabling out to there, obviously, or can you do that remotely? No, that, uh, that can be set up as a wireless link and, uh, and you plug the, the device into, uh, into a PowerPoint. Then, but the speakers, they, they have to have cables to no, them? Just, no, just a power lead. Only a power lead plugged into the speaker, oh, wow. and uh, and we and we can now have that music. In fact, we can even make your record player come out through that um, that speaker. Wow. In, in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay, so you can have your record player in the lounge room. Mm-hmm. You can have no cabling from it to your outdoor entertainment area. If you want to, yeah. Um, and you can have your speakers out there just plugged into a PowerPoint. Is that what you're That's saying? right. Exactly, yeah. That's nice and simple. It's super simple. It's, e- it's easy to do and it's affordable. It's not that expensive to do. Okay. Um, is, it, is it the best that you can have? You can get better. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, certainly for the majority of people, that's more than, more than acceptable. It's, it's a lot better than the old ghetto blasters. We yep. used to carry on our shoulders when we were kids. Yeah. Um, so what, what would be the disadvantages of doing it that way? Um, the disadvantage is that the, the products aren't necessarily weatherproof or waterproof. Um, right. So, you know, an, an in, a proper installed solution would, would use um, a product that, uh, that was designed for those elements. Um, you do have to have a PowerPoint to plug it into uh, in, the, in the case of the Sonos product, but... There's other brands now coming to market that actually have um, built-in rechargeable battery packs that you can actually take outside. So when you say they've got to be weatherproof, are you talking about the actual speaker has to be weatherproof? Or yeah, well, a lot of um, a lot of Australians live by the by yep. the seaside or by uh, in coastal regions. Yep. And um, salt air, unfortunately, is is not terribly um, uh, kind to many of modern day materials. Yeah. Um, so um, so we, you know, ourselves, we would actually look at the environment that the, the client's going to use the equipment in and, and then make a, a recommendation based on their particular needs, not on what necessarily is in our showroom at the time. Yep, okay. As such, yeah. Wow, that sounds like such a nice, easy solution. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's fantastic. Yeah. Hmm. It is. In fact, one of the um, one of the key things there is that um, rarely can you walk into a showroom and actually choose these products and solve these problems in the showroom. You you really do need the advantage of having somebody come out and having a look at your home and you know um, understand that uh, may be um, intimidating for some people. But there's many there's a there's an organisation called Cedia uh, which has a lot of um, highly trained. Um, Representatives, people that uh, that have actually undertaken courses 
uh, to uh, to further their knowledge, and uh, and these people um, uh, um, are very good at, at helping you solve these problems in your home, without the uh, uh, without the need to spend thousands of dollars. So are you talking about what was the name of the organisation there? Cedia, C C E D I A. Okay. It's a it's an organisation. It's about uh, worldwide. It's over twenty thousand strong. Okay. Um, I actually uh, have been one of the trainers personally uh, for Cedia Australasia, and uh, we train people uh, that are interested in, in solving technology problems mm-hmm. um, to uh, to assist um, the end user. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. just sort of like a consultation. They come out and yeah. check out. Yeah, and then and then they could make recommendations for products for, at any level, really. At any level, so yeah. someone can say, "Look, on the base level, what what can I do um, base level, and what solutions that can offer?" Sure, and you know, if you find if you find the person that that will, uh, you know, some of these people provide, uh, or some of these members will provide their services for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they're going to um, then be uh, fairly confident on selling a particular type of product. Yep. Um, you know, if you find you know you're better off finding looking for someone who actually might charge a little yeah. bit for their time yeah. uh, because then they are working for you, you not for themselves absolutely you're getting you know? independent advice that's the same as what I do it's it's a much nicer way to give people information you, sure. you've already you know they've paid you your pleasure is in giving them the absolute yeah. honest information based on your knowledge and yeah, exactly yeah and we get a kick you know many of us get a kick out of that and, yeah uh, and it's you know the, the the end product that you choose to uh, to use at, at at some stage, um, that's a lot of fun. But yeah. uh, we like helping people get the right solutions for their needs. Yeah. And every, n- n- you know, not everybody's the same. Yeah. Do you think that often? Well, well, how often would you say that it's a simpler solution than people are anticipating? Because obviously, a lot of people, as you said, we are intimidated. We you mm-hmm. know, if you're not into technology or um, you know, these sort of um what do we call them, entertainment solutions. Mm. Um, you know, we love the idea of it, but I, I think particularly women tend to be a bit reluctant because it's not really our thing necessarily. And although we really like it, um, we kind of think it's going to be really expensive. Um, is it often not as expensive to get this sort of um, solution? Um, if, you, if you looked at it on, a, on a, uh, an all-up cost, it's actually, um, generally speaking, very inexpensive. Uh, you might go out and spend $4,000 on a big screen TV. Mm-hmm. Most people we find spend next to nothing on the audio to, to add to that TV. Yeah. That audio, um, uh, the audio makes the screen bigger, eligible, and, the whole, and, they, and it fills out the entire experience. So when you go to the cinemas, um, you get this wonderful big screen. You get this big sound effect. Yeah. It doesn't have to be loud. Um, do you need to pay a lot of money to get that? Well, uh, it depends on your particular needs. You may you may be happy um, uh, driving a, a small, inexpensive motor car mm-hmm. and and does everything you need to do. Well, yeah. there's sound systems like that. Mm. And then the and then the, the the uber expensive ones as well for those people who choose to spend the extra money and can, and can justify the, the benefits of that those extra dollars will bring. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, if you want to put it in simple dollar terms, um, most um, sound system solutions don't cost much more than $1,000 a room or less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many cases, um, you can actually put sound into every room of the house for less than $400 a room if you really, really wanted to. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted 
what we would consider to be a, a, um, a better than average sound solution in, in every room, probably wouldn't cost much more than $900 to $1,000. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's with no wires. You don't see any no wires. No wires at all. So it doesn't matter what sort of construction your home is. Generally speaking, yeah. We have a solution. Um, we have the solutions out there where if you don't want to see the speaker, the speaker can actually be part of the, the drywall or gyprock wall. Very nice. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, as we're talking about downsizing, um, mm. you know, we were talking about that before about um, maybe we should talk about some of that, about how you can conceal um, the uh, sound system or the speakers into the wall and that sort of thing. Why don't you tell us yeah. a little bit about how compact these things can be? Well, we've got um, we've done projects for clients and um, uh, one particular client uh, didn't want to see any of the speakers at all. Mm-hmm. Nothing could be seen. They just wanted a TV on a wall. Um, the equipment to drive that TV, the Fox Sill boxes were hidden away in a cupboard somewhere else, <clears throat> out of sight, out of mind, um, out of mind to everybody else. Obviously, the, the client knew where they were. Yeah. We knew where they were. Uh, and we set up a, a simple remote control for them to be actually use their, their equipment. Um, they just point at the TV and everything works. Mm-hmm. But their speakers were completely concealed, everything. This, is a f- this was a full-blown 5.1 home theatre system mm-hmm. that would you know, blow your socks off if you really wanted it mm-hmm. to. Okay, it was that good. Um, but then we have other clients that have simpler needs and, and they, um, they don't necessarily want, um, uh, they don't want to be cabinet under the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they want the TV on the wall. Maybe um, it's on top of a fireplace because the fireplace is a feature in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we have TVs that we can, we can put above a fireplace. Um, we would angle that down to the viewer so that when they're watching it, the, they're not reflecting the ceiling lights in the room. Mm. Um, and, uh, and the sound system for that may be a simple product called a sound bar, which uh, is a, a, a speaker bar that sits below the TV, about the same width as a TV. And the beauty of this is that we're really minimising the clutter. So, you know, if we're talking yeah. about someone in an apartment and they're trying to keep everything lovely and streamlined, mm-hmm. um, we've actually eliminated some cabinetry there. Yeah. Um, and, and that, I mean, that's a great thing. Where would the equipment sit? That is literally put into – they still need – obviously, they still need the equipment, but that's sitting somewhere else. It could be – well, where the, is it typically? Um, in the simplest form, the equipment actually is built into the TV. Right. Right, okay. and, the, and the speaker below the TV actually has the amplifier built into it. So this, that speaker, your TV, is probably <clears throat> maybe 50 mil deep nowadays for a modern TV mm-hmm. to 100 mil. The bracket would add another 70 to 80 millimetres. So let's say it's 200 mil of depth on the wall mm-hmm. that the TV is sticking out off the wall. Um, and the soundbar sits in that same 200 mil mm-hmm. space. And what about things like Foxtel and um, all of those gadgets? Yeah, the, fo- the Foxtel we can hide in a cabinet somewhere. Right, anyway. okay, so all of those, yep, yep. Yeah, but can, they can be remote too. Um, yeah, yeah, you can set up a, um, a radio, what we call a radio frequency remote. Or, or yep. um, I, you know, a lot of people want their iPad remotes. Um, yep. I'm, I'm actually not fond of it personally. I've, you know, I need glasses. And I don't want glasses when I'm watching TV. Um, so, so, what, so the iPad remote is wouldn't that be easy to use? Isn't that large? Well, it's large, but I've got to. I've actually got to look at the iPad. I can't feel the buttons on it. Oh. Right. And if you're a channel surfer, you know, <laughs> good old-fashioned hard buttons yeah. are really nice to work with. Oh, really? Oh. And, and you know, I I I thought the guys were channel surfers. Let me tell you, I've got a wonderful daughter. She can change channels ten times faster than I can. Oh wow! Okay, okay, that's really interesting. I 
didn't realise there was a thrill from the actual push of the button. <laughs> I missed that. Um, mm. So this is great because, you know, for, um, yeah, for, for downsizers, getting rid of um, furniture. And, I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. not only yep. is that making it streamlined, that's actually a great cost saving. I mean, what you've spent on getting that equipment, you've actually saved on a cabinet. So it's good for your business, bad for mine. But overall, I think that's not <laughs> a bad thing. I think that, that you know, like I'm all for yeah. Um, streamlining that stuff down and, um, you know, of course people might want might want a cabinet underneath it. It might look nice, but that's fantastic for small places to get rid of all of that stuff. Yeah. I think um, there's also a lot of people out there would have heard of the, a brand called Bose. Bose yep. is synonymous with little cube speakers, really small speakers. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, they do have wires going to all their speakers, by the way, but the, the, the brackets are designed to suit those speakers hide the wires mm-hmm. and in a good install you won't see any of those cables and they're really small speakers about the size of um, um around about the size of a teacup yep right maybe two teacups on top of each other yep effectively so they're really compact and uh and yes you know to get some bass in the room there's a there's a thing called a subwoofer a little black box yes. that we have to hide somewhere and that can be built into the side of a cabinet um the uh, the electronics that everything plugs into, um, so that you have a set one single remote control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know your Foxtel, your satellite TV. If you run that, um, you might want to have streaming audio or, or, or video playback devices. Um, those sorts of things. Um, they all run off one remote, and you know it's cool because that same remote will run your TV and your Foxtel. Brilliant. Right. And it's all in the one box. And, know. again, that's nicely decluttered. Decluttered, and, you know, that the price of that sort of stuff is starts from about $1,500. Okay. It's not very expensive at all. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, we did a, a project recently for a client who's um, um, got apartments on both sides of the... Of the, of the world. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> this is a this is a, a client that we've Frank and I have jointly worked with. Yeah, and um, and the brief from the client was um, that he you know he's moving into a very small apartment. Mm-hmm. He wanted sound in the apartment. Uh, it's a, a one bedroom apartment with a little balcony, kitchen, um, dining area, and a little lounge area. So um, so we've uh, we've did a, a wiring design for the client uh, to. Um, to hide all the cables, all the, all the cables are hidden in the walls and that. Uh, there's speakers in the bedroom, uh, so they can actually go back into the bedroom and still hear the sound of the TV uh, if they want to, or the, any of their music. Uh, they have um, uh, a nice little uh, stereo. It's, in this case, it's a Marantz stereo. And we've got some um, speakers about the size of, a little bit bigger than a bocce ball. Mm. What's um, interesting about that job then, because I... Um haven't been back since you've done that i am mm-hmm. due to go back for something else but um is that that's like a 1970s apartment mm. um with brick and concrete walls so mm-hmm. um i guess it's all just been wireless has it or no we, we actually wired everything in, in fact so how do you wire it into these existing walls well the um the, 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 because it's a 70s apartment the the apartment was actually all concrete yeah. concrete and brick yeah as you say so even the ceiling was concrete yeah with that horrible stickle, whatever that stuff is on the ceiling, yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, the builder, um, you know, came up with the right idea and he put a new full ceiling in. Yeah. And, of course, you didn't have, in apartments, you didn't Uh, have a lot of height. No, I know. Right? So traditional in-ceiling speakers wouldn't fit. 
So we found a pair of speakers that would go in the ceiling that were 36 millimeters deep. Right, now these are the thinnest speakers we could find. Yeah. Uh, we did talk about the, the Jiprock um, speakers, the speakers that actually render into the ceiling, but they actually need 90 mil. Right. So they wouldn't have fitted. Yeah. Um, but these other speakers from a, a, a very well-known brand. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's about an inch for those that are, isn't it really? 36 mil, yeah, uh, a little over an inch, inch, yeah. and, a, inch and a half roughly. Yeah. So, um, so it was really uh, tidy. Mm. Um, the speaker grills were uh, were a nice magnetic grill. The uh, with uh, what we call micro perforations, so you don't notice the holes. Uh, it could be painted if you wanted to to match the ceiling color um, as well. And um, and that client has in this small apartment that I'm guessing wouldn't even be would it be six squares, seven squares. Um, it's tiny. It's tiny. I don't really think in terms of square meters, but it's a very, very small apartment. Super, Everything's tiny. Super, super tiny. Yeah. Um, and yet we've got a full five point one home theater system in that room, um, with all the normal furniture. Yeah. And and you don't see any of the equipment. The equipment's all hidden away. Mm -hmm. That's that's fantastic that you can just do that sort of retrofitting in in that kind of place. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. great. Mm. Mm. Okay, now let's see what other questions we've got here. Um, okay, okay. well, we've pretty much um, covered off. Is there anything else we need to say about things like uh, your Foxtel um, or your satellite service being in the living room and you're in the kitchen or have we kind of... Yeah, I think, um, you know, a lot of my... We get a lot of clients who um, uh, English isn't necessarily their first language. Yeah. Right? And we get a lot of other clients where uh, Foxtel is, is, is an important part of their life. Mm -hmm. um, they certainly pay enough money for it. Yeah. And uh, they pay for it 24 hours a day. Right. Right. But we find on an average, you know, uh, no one will admit to it, but we can tell from their TV, it'll tell us how many hours they run it for. <laughs> the average TV is normally turned on for about 10 hours a day. There's right. usually some entertainment product going in the house. Yeah. Um, and... You know, we're not always going to sit in the lounge room to watch that, mm -hmm. right? So if you know, if I was in the kitchen, maybe making some tea or coffee or uh, or just getting breakfast, I might want to have the morning show on, and uh, or I might want to catch up on you know twenty minutes of the series that I was particularly keen to watch. Mm -hmm. um, you know, why shouldn't my fox still be visible on every TV in my house? Yeah. You know, if I want to, get, if I go to bed, or it might be I'm not feeling hundred percent, I might. Want to just lay in bed for a little while longer, and, and if you happen to have a TV in the bedroom, mm. again, why shouldn't I be able to watch Fox Hill in my bedroom? Can you not normally do that? Because I, I I don't watch television generally. I... <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. the um, the normal way to do it, you know, a lot of people would go out and rent another box or two yeah. boxes or three boxes. Is and that right? That takes up more space. Yeah. So what we do is we, um, you know, depending on on the client, we might. Um, Look at making the Foxell box or, or, or another service a new a, a new TV channel on the on the house TV system. Wow! So, yeah, so basically you you go into your bedroom and you turn the TV to channel four and you're now watching Foxell. That's amazing because here where I've done my granny flat, I know that um, my um, previous tenant, when she wanted um, to get Foxell because we don't have mm -hmm. uh, normal we don't we can't get television stations yeah. anyway, mm -hmm. um, so she needed a Foxell. Um, so yeah, we had to do exactly that. We had to go and buy an or rent an extra Foxtel box. Yep. And you pay, you know, you pay for that. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, like you said, I mean, I mean, if, if it was all within the one house, they're ugly things that just have to be housed to be able to 
you know, just do yeah. what you're saying and get, A, you're, well, not paying, but obviously you've got to pay for the setup. But, um, sure. but reducing on that equipment is fantastic. And that's also saving you power. It's de- decluttering. It's saving power. It's less things to break down later on. Yep. Uh, it's ease of use. It's there. It's available. I mean, And you're not it, dealing with Telstra. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> They're great guys um, and girls. No, but on a, on a serious note, I mean, yeah, we have um, we have clients that would, uh, you know, we, we've got clients that actually have um, a marina at the end of their property. Uh-huh. Okay, not everyone has one of those. I know that, but you got a front door. Yeah. And the chances are you probably want to put an intercom on the front door, mm-hmm. right? Well, I look at it and say. Do I want to get out of bed at nine o'clock in the morning to go and find out who's ringing my doorbell, or would it be nice to just simply change the channel to channel forty-one and see who's at my front door and decide whether I really want to go and see whoever that is? <laughs> so that's cool. So what you're saying is you um, you basically wire your television up mm-hmm. for all these other purposes. Yeah. So what? So it can be used your TV. You can have your TV as an extra channel to be running your whatever subscription television mm-hmm. you have. Yep. Um, it can be running as your um, uh, security TV, security yeah, yeah. kind of camera system. Camera? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you could do that. You could. Um, Can it deliver pizza or anything like oh, that? Oh, well, you could order pizza from it. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Really? <laughs> you can, yeah, with a modern TV. I you guess you'd be facility. running, you can also run your internet through it and all that. Yeah, of course stuff. you can, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But again, that, uh, you know, the average person, you know, how do I run the internet through the TV? That's. Yeah, well, I yeah, I, I thought there. I was doing really well that I knew you could do that. So, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we know that, that 90% of the people that buy a smart TV use it as a dumb TV. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have, no one's ever made it smart for them. Right. You know? and, okay. And, let's, you know, most of us are embarrassed to go and ask the question, how do I make it work? Well, I think, as I was saying to you before, mm-hmm. I think those of us who might be challenged in that way mm-hmm. a little leaning toward the Amish as mm-hmm. I am you actually don't even know which question to ask you don't know who no. you don't know who you don't know where to go mm-hmm. you don't actually know which service you need to ask the question of yeah and you generally don't know what the question is no you know I, I, I have a policy you know I have a, a thing I, I'm going to teach all my new recruits that come through and that is you don't know what you don't know absolutely um, it's like, yeah, I mean, so, so when we're talking about the sort of thing in this kind of, um, these people that you're training and your kind of knowledge, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you call yourself if people need to find that kind of assistance? Yeah, it's, it's, we struggle with the term. We don't know what, what to call ourselves. Okay. That's a real challenge. Um, the, um, CDM members, uh, have, um, um, a title of electronic service technicians. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's really the right title for them. I don't think people relate to that. I no. mean, I, I wouldn't know if I was going to go and look up on the internet who to help me. Yeah. And I know this is a real problem because I've had it before. It's sort of like I don't even know what to look for. Sure. I understand. Um, and, 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 you know, just like, you know, when I, you know, I came in here tonight and, and you've had the investment in a product, you know, the yep. Sonos product. Yep. You've had it for, I don't know, it must be at least five years. <laughs> yep, it is. And how long has it been since it worked for you? Six years it's been sitting in the cupboard. No, it's about three years it's been three sitting years, in the right. cupboard. Well, yeah. you know, 15 minutes later we had it up and running. Yes. Okay, so. Yes, we're not very uh, excited about that. <laughs> yeah, so it's cool. And, and um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I actually don't know. I mean, a, a good place to look would be the CDA website, cdia.org.au. Yes. Uh, or org. I think. Think it is now internationally um you know you can call call on us i mean i yep. you know 
we have uh, we have colleagues that we've trained all over Australia. Um, yeah. We'd be happy to refer you on to other people. You don't have to do business with us if you don't want to. You can, you, you know, we're welcome to, to point you in the direction of, of somebody that we would trust. Yeah. Right, and that's important. You want, some, you know, someone's going to come into your house. Um, you know, you want to trust them. You want you want then you want to know that they are capable and that they, you know, they're working for you, not just for themselves. Mm. You know, um, you know. Sure, we we profit from our endeavours. Yeah. But um, but if if we don't if we don't do it properly for you, you won't refer us on to other people. Oh no, and everybody's making a living. That that's yeah. perfectly fine. Where would you say the difference? Um, where where is the point where what you guys do mm. as sound and ex technicians? Where do you finish and computer people pick up? Basically, where would that division? Well. Be? Um, Good question. The um, I think there's a, we're we're a bit like the architect. Okay. Okay. The architect isn't the engineer that builds your house. It isn't the builder that builds the house, but they know all the right people to pull together. Right. To make to to make the job work for you. Yeah. So in our case, we have a level of, of computer knowledge. Yeah. Uh, in our own company and CDM members, many of them will have various levels of of knowledge. Uh, your local electrical store, your your you know, the department store stroke, um, um, you know, those fancy stores with the yellow and black signs and, yeah. um, and you know, um, you know we, we won't be beaten companies. Yes. Um, they all have a certain level of knowledge, but, you know, they don't necessarily have a, a great deal of depth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you need some something with in-depth knowledge, then we would actually call in other experts to assist yeah. when it's beyond our, our capabilities. We're not going to turn around and say, Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Jane. No, we can't help you, um, and we don't know who to point you to. Yeah, uh, we're going to turn around as a, as a senior professional. We would actually go looking for the solution for you, and uh, and and bring those people in, and and probably hold their hand in your hand to make sure the marriage is made in heaven. Yep, perfect, mm-hmm. excellent. Okay, well, um, let me see what else. Um, other other issues people have is um, accessing AM radio in their home. AM radio, wow! You know, it's funny. Every, you know, all the young people tell me no one listens to AM radio. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you look at the statistics, and I think it's more than forty percent of the population in Sydney listens to AM radio. Yeah, and I think it's probably the same for every capital city in Australia. Um, <clears throat> AM radio is uh, the problem with modern electronics is AM radio interferes with that radio reception. You know, the you know the storm down the that's 20 miles away um, and every time there's a lightning strike or a lightning bolt you yep. hear the crackle in AM radio well that's normal yeah but you know most people don't realize that the minute they turn on a TV or the microwave oven or uh, even maybe some of this new modern lighting stuff it actually causes their radio uh, to get interference and so the AM radio is really a poor experience yeah um, I remember uh, we had a, a, a client a, a, a very well-known gentleman um, who had a, a a place in Mossman and another place down in near um, Bowel, probably. Ba- uh, no, further down, further <laughs> okay. down. It was um, just outside of Canberra okay. and uh, in Collector. Okay. And, uh, and he says, I don't know why I can go sit in my car and listen to my uh, favourite radio station, and as soon as I go inside the house, I can't hear it. <laughs> very <laughs> right? frustrating. Yeah. Very very frustrating. Well, the realities of life is that AM AM radio. Um, is uh, is susceptible to a lot of interferences, a lot of modern interferences, and uh, and if you can't get AM radio in your house, um, the, uh, the the quick and easy solution is to use internet radio. Yeah. 
and um, you know we have many products that will actually make that easy for you to work with. So you you're not having to go to your computer and sit in front of the computer to do oh, okay. it. Okay, that's what I was just going to ask because that's what I do. But yeah. um, okay, so yeah. there's a better solution. Yeah, there's 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 the traditional mantle radio that has internet radio capabilities built into it now. Okay. You know, um, there's brands like um, if you're looking for specific brands, you can look at things like Tivoli Audio, uh, Cord C O R D. Um, Sonos, uh, Lenko, uh, there's, there's over 100 brands in the marketplace that have actually got these capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you, you, you know, you, you're not going to find them in every store, but um, but most stores would have some product there. Maybe you just need to go and, you know, if you're looking for somebody, find somebody that's a little over 18 to talk to. <laughs> Who has an <laughs> understanding that AM radio has good value for most of us. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm I'm just going to ask one more question. Sure. Um, um, well, I guess we might have already kind of covered this, um, but it's probably a good one to finish off on about, I guess, how do we know where to go to get help? Um, many of us are intimidated by the technology and um, we just don't know how to drive it ourselves. Um, we don't know where to start and, um, yeah, we, we just, what would you say? But say, say um, it might be somebody who's downsized who maybe they no longer have their partner and their partner used to manage the um, the technology mm-hmm. and they're left with all of their current equipment and, yes, it, it worked, but they've moved home. They don't know how to set it up. They don't know what to do with it and they don't know which bits work and all that sort of thing. Mm. What would you suggest? Well, Sally, I'd love to tell you that, yeah, we're the only place, but... Yes. <laughs> the realities of life are... Is I've got a lot of great colleagues in, the, in, in our industry. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would, you know, uh, have a look at um, the Australian Hi-Fi Association. Uh, I haven't mentioned their name before, but they're, they're um, a collection of, um, of dealers that specialise in the audio side of things. Um, I'd look at um, an organisation called Cedia. Uh, the, uh, they specialise in, in almost anything to do with electronic entertainment mm-hmm. and that's a really wide field and includes things like lighting control and, and, uh, and sound systems and stuff like that. Sounds difficult but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course you know, you, you're happy to ring us at any time. Just call us at uh, Pacific Hi-Fi and uh, you know, our boys or, or girls will help you out as best they can or point you in the direction of someone that will help you. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of people out there I guess one of the f- biggest frustrations we've had that we experienced years ago was when we, um, in my case, I was in my own home and I wanted to get my Wi-Fi working at home. And to be honest with you, I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was having trouble with it. I rang my uh, computer help desk that, um, that looks after my company work mm-hmm. and they said, it's your house. Why, why you know, you, you know. We don't do domestic. They were happy to come and take my money in my business, right, for a small door, but the men walk into a residential place they didn't want to know about it. Mm. And uh, and it was that day I decided, you know, there has to be a better way. And so we set out to find a better way. And we now have a group of people that we, we highly recommend um, that will um, freely give their advice to you mm-hmm. uh, and help you out. And nine times out of ten, you're going to find it quicker and easier just to hire them and have them solve your problem. A couple of hours of their time might cost you a few dollars, but you know the, the job will be done, and you'll be so happy. And you know what? The the pain of the of the, the of the bill that you that you sign the check for is long forgotten by the joy. You know, after the joy of actually utilising the equipment without any hassle. Fair enough. 
Now I said I had one more question. I've got one more. I'm sorry. But just <laughs> just another one along those lines. Yeah. Say, for example, it's the person that's, um, you know, moved um, and they've got their technology. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at what time? Is, is there a set time where um, this sort of technology is obsolete? Well, I know the computers, you know, they kind of turn over and they're going to go, look, it's ancient already. Is that the case with um, the sort of equipment you're talking about? It doesn't have to be. Okay. If you want it to be, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. Okay. You know, I, uh, we're currently rebuilding old-fashioned reel-to-reels for clients. Yep. You know, those big 10-inch discs with tape that you used to have to splice through the machines. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Was there anything else before we finish up that you think would be a worthwhile contribution for anybody on what we've covered off so far? Um, I think the uh, – I, I, I can't emphasize enough, talk to somebody. Yep. Right, and unfortunately, it's it's probably not going to be uh, a shop in a in a shopping centre that you're going to have to go to. A salesperson, right? really. a, a normal salesperson. They 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 they're not, you know, they they're equipped to sell product. They're not equipped necessarily to solve problems. Yeah. And um, you know, everyone's an individual. Uh, we see the same problems many times over, but you know, everyone's unique. And uh, and it's, and I say it's, it's it's worthwhile just. Maybe pay for two hours or something if someone's time for their advice. Yep. You know, without the obligation of, of thinking you have to buy. I mean, yes. We have a simple policy. We, ch- we charge $155 an hour. Yep. And, um, you know, a couple of hours will cost you $300 or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but at the end of that, you can have a blueprint. Yeah, and you save right. yourself some some mistakes. Yeah, exactly. and and often we can fix your Sonos in fifteen minutes yes. while we're there. <laughs> yes, Frank <laughs> fixed mine very very quickly. Very appreciated. All right, folks. Well, um, I'm just going to finish off by reminding you that that's uh, we've got Frank Di Bartolo with us. Um, the website is www.pacifichifi.com.au. Um, Frank has a Twitter handle, but neither of us know what that is. Bettina might look that up and put it at the end for us. Um, And, um, yep, thank you very much, Frank, for being here. Thanks, Sally. Wow, that was an amazing interview. Thank you so much, Sally, for talking to Frank and sharing um, all these tips with our listeners. This brings us to the end of our podcast today. Um, I would love... um, to invite you to one of my upcoming events, which is called DC Code Downsizing 101. So it's basically a um, two-hour workshop presentation under the umbrella of our um, Designer Cheeks event code uh, event series DC Code. And it will happen on the 5th of May in Alexandria at the Twist Lifestyle showroom. So if you are interested in hearing from a decluttering specialist about how to get rid of all your clutter and stuff, if you are interested in learning how to prioritize what to keep, how to plan out your new space and how to avoid costly mistakes when moving and how to optimize your storage in a smaller apartment, please come and join me and Lisa Cotis um, on the 5th of May. Um, You will find all... um, information how to book your tickets either on facebook on my pages downsizewithstyle.com or on my um in my newsletter um and on twitter and social media so just um go on these platforms or if you can't find it or you're not on facebook on twitter email me at bettina b-e-t-t-i-n-a 
at bdcolordesign.net.au and I will send you the link for booking your tickets. Um, the other thing I would love uh, to ask you is, um, I would like to ask you a favor, if you could go on iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. This would be much appreciated and it will help promote the show and um, and also help other people to find it easier. So thanks so much um, for everyone who is willing to do this. And um, so please hop on iTunes and there is a button for review or ratings. That would be fantastic. And otherwise, I wish you a great week and we'll speak next week then. Bye. Bye.